the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Freddy. Let's get it all! Hey guys, welcome back. We are going to talk about, kind of recap uh, UFC 274 this weekend uh, in Las Vegas. Was it? Oh no, it was in Phoenix, huh? It was, it was in, in Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. It was the Footprint Center. It was the same building that Lucas's last fight was just in. Um, so it was really cool. Is that what do you think of the place? Is it a cool oh, setup great. for fights? It's a great, uh, a great setup, and it's in a really cool part of Phoenix where there's like, it's at the, almost like if you were in. Not that you've ever been to Huntington Beach, California, but where Main Street runs into the pier. Okay. That's kind of where the the, the arena sits. And there's like three streets of shops and restaurants and everything that just lead into flows it. flows right down and to the really arena. there's really nothing after it. So it's kind of okay. just, it's really cool. It's right on the corner. And um, it's got a lot of restaurant shops, bars, and things like that for people to do. And our hotel was, was walking distance. That's awesome. And after being at Mohegan Sun for the last year and a half, and we couldn't leave. Yeah. It was really nice to be able to get outside. We walked, <laughs> you know, back and forth to the arena a lot of times. You know, we walked to, to places to get groceries and stuff like that. But it was just nice to be outside. That's awesome. So I think I texted you this over the weekend. As, as excited as I was for UFC 274, I felt like this was almost like a cursed event. Like yeah. everything, it just seems like everything went, went sideways just from the get-go. It definitely started to fall apart for them. Uh, the day before the event even happened. Yep. And uh, then it kind of, you know, it, it picked back up. There was there was great fights, you know. Yep. Um, there was super, super boring fights. And then there was a no fight. And that's what we'll talk about first, right? Let's talk about the no fight. So Cerrone and Lauzon, what did uh, you hear about it? What do you know? Uh, Cerrone got food poisoning. Um I don't know what he ate the the night of weigh-ins. So after weighing in, you know, he went and ate some food, and I guess got some bad something, and um, end up getting food poisoning, getting sick. And so I, I was going to talk about Rory for a second, his professionalism, and this kind of leads back to that after watching him fight this weekend and loop training with him. When we were in his room the night before the Robbie Lawler fight, yeah. we were leaving, and a custom chef was bringing him his food coming down the hall. Okay. And I said, hey, I said, where are you going with that? And he goes to Rory McDonald's room, and I said, oh, can I see it? Just being funny. He goes, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> because you don't want anyone messing anyone. with your food, right? Sure. You don't want anything. You don't want to be yeah. liable for one. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm sure it was instructions by Rory. Being like nobody, yeah, don't get near it exactly. So, so to go out somewhere random and eat is a little bit risky okay. when, when you're at that level. And and I, I don't know where he went or what he ate, but it was bad enough for someone like Cowboy Cerrone to have to drop out of the fight. Yeah, and yeah. that's not you know he's he's fought 48 times in the UFC, and he said 50 is his number after yep. after the fight was over. He said 50 is his number. He's yep. he's fighting two more times. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Still wants to make the fight with, with Joe Lozon. Okay. But uh, it was bad enough for him to have to drop out. So that happened. So this is the first time that I actually put money on fights in 15 years. <laughs> and I threw 100 bucks on a parlay going one way. Okay. And 100 bucks on a parlay going the other way. And? Joe and, and Cerrone were in both of my parlays. 
because as much as I wanted and thought Joe would win, yeah, uh, there was money on there was money to be made as well okay. betting on Cerrone. Okay. So on one of my parlays, I bet on Cerrone. On the other one, I bet on Joe. Well, I was kept wondering what was going to happen with that because I refreshed and refreshed and refreshed, and it stayed on there all the way until the fight after theirs happened, and then it fell off. So uh, I ended up losing a hundred bucks on both just because we'll get to the decisions, but yeah, yeah. the Shogun decision, you yep. know, was, you know, I, I, he, I thought he won the fight. Okay. Is that the next fight to talk about? It, it is. It is. Yeah. So we, we can lead into Joe Lozon and or I'm sorry, into Shogun, Shogun and OSP. OSP. So OSP did a good job throwing a teep. You know, he threw a front kick, threw a front kick, threw a front kick, threw it a okay. lot, threw okay. it a lot of times. But that's really the only thing he threw the entire fight. And and did that, you said OSP did a good job doing that? Yeah. And he, that kept Shogun at bay? Is kept that... him, he kept him long, kept him away. But Shogun was more aggressive. Okay. He walked him down. Although getting kicked with those, he kept walking him down. He was throwing nice leg kicks, not as many as I'd like to have seen, but he threw a lot. He threw a lot, a lot of leg kicks. He threw an overhand right that landed multiple times, a left hook overhand right. I just thought that I thought he won the fight. Um, I didn't even think it was going to be a split decision, and I believe it was. It was actually a handful of split decisions, but I believe it was actually. Was I'll it confirm. Split? I'm going to confirm right now. Um, split. Yeah, it was right. a split decision, and and I didn't even think it'd be split going going toward his direction i thought it'd be unanimous but someone at least someone thought he won i guess and the other two didn't and that's the way it goes so if you go by strike count it was it was 62 to 54 osp osp yeah it's for it, it was literally the front kick he threw the front kick a lot of times um it didn't do any damage it made his stomach red okay but it didn't do any damage as far as slowing him down or as far as you know, it was he, he did a good job of keeping him away. Okay. But he did a good job of also not engaging. I, and we'll talk about this a little a little more. But sixty-two total strikes versus fifty-four total strikes. That's not it. That's not an exciting fight. No, they had there was two snooze fests on this card. And that was the first one. Yeah. Um, I Shogun had been knocked out by him before. Okay. So he knew he had power. Okay. OSP was a little more aggressive, and then Shogun landed a monster right hand, and then he went right back to, nope, not going to get involved in that, and okay. just, then just kept kicking him with that that front kick. He's much taller than Shogun. Um, he was able to to you know keep him away with that and not have to deal with his power as well. I, I thought Shogun looked pretty good to be honest. Uh, for what I thought, what is he forty? I think, and, and OSP is thirty nine. I think that's yeah. And and I think uh, I thought he looked pretty pretty darn good for being forty and going through the fights and wars that he's had in the past. You texted me and you said that you scored it with Shogun winning. W was it 29-28? Was it 32? In your mind, when you looked at scoring it, how did you score it? Yeah, um, I believe I had it unanimous for him, like, or 30-27 uh, uh, You would have scored it 30-27. Yeah, um, only because I didn't think, if anything, OSP might have won i think the first round okay um with that kick and then shogun started you know working around i don't remember what round it was so don't quote me on that but i, I believe I, I thought he won uh i believe i thought he won all three rounds but but okay. if anything 29 28 him he, he could have possibly lost a round 
but I don't remember much of the rounds being different than the other. Okay. You know, they were all yeah, basically kind the of same. blend together. Yeah, so I, I thought he, he fought the same fight in uh, all three rounds, and I, I thought he won the fight. There's been a lot of terrible judging recently. Yeah. And there's on this card, probably on the undercard, there was a 29 28 one guy, 30 27 the other. So that means these two judges watched two rounds completely different than yeah. each other. And again, this leads me back to there's got to be some sort of point system. Yes. Because guys' careers are being bet on opinions of guys who yep. typically aren't fighters. Um, if I remember right, uh, we'll talk about it. One of the championship, the championship that was a split decision. I believe one of them was 29-28 one way and 30-27 the other way. 29-28 for Rose, 30-27 for Carla. 30, yeah, 30-27 for Carla. I, I'm pretty that, sure that, that might have been one of I'm them. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. And that fight, I would not want to be a judge for that fight because I'd have hold up 0 0 0 for all three of those rounds. <laughs> That was a terrible fight. There's a before we, we get there. No, we're not sorry, there yet. We got to we got to get one beforehand. We we got to get to my favorite fight of the night. This was the performance of the night, as well as it should have been. Um, Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson, round two, um, and I believe it was uh, 17 seconds into round two. Yeah, it was the first strike thrown in the second round, and it was so a killer. Let's go back. To before that. Okay. Rumor has it. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to hear about this. From my friends in California, I've got friends on the PD in California, that Tony was arrested two weeks before the fight on cocaine. So, I know he's a partier. I know he's a a weirdo. Okay. If you're doing cocaine two weeks before the fight, you don't deserve to win the fight. However. Agreed. That made his knockout for me personally, since I knew what he had been up to, way more scary. You know, way scarier. You get knocked out. You, you know, you've been doing drugs, you know, leading up to a fight that you're yeah. cutting weight for, and you get knocked out like that, man. Your brain. Have you seen some of the pictures of oh, his face? God. You know He's... what that is? That's his skull trying to come out of his friggin' skin. He got kicked his chin so high, so hard, his head's coming up and his skin's coming down, and everything just fell off his face for a second. Is that really what that is? Yeah. Oh, what happens when you go this way, your skin's stuck yeah, when yeah. your head's going that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's think of him getting knocked out, right? Okay. Here's your brain, here's your skull. Yeah. There's liquid around there. Yeah. But what gets you knocked out is bink. Yep. You know, when when this actually this isn't moving and this goes bink, yep. like that. And that's how you get knocked out. Same thing's happening, you know, up here. He got jacked so hard in the jaw that his head went up and his skin was still sitting. And that's why he gave was 95 old, years old all of a sudden in that picture. Was that old commercials for the bitter beer face? Where the, yes. That's totally what that looked like. I originally thought it was Photoshopped and I thought someone was being funny. But then yeah. I looked at another picture of um, they had a side by side of someone else who had recently, recently happened to, but it was going sideways and it was brutal, brutal. Um, anyway. So the first round, Tony Ferguson looked great. He looked the best he's looked in at least five fights since he's lost four in a row. Um, he he looked pretty good. He was accurate with his punches. Yeah. Um, why Michael Chandler, being the wrestler that he is, insists on striking I'm banging for as long is. as he does? I was luck. I was happy that he got the takedown when he did. When he finally decided to do it. You know, uh, he did, but he was already cut. 
at least one place, maybe two places. Now, his um, eye was pretty jacked up afterwards. Yeah, I think. yeah. Well, he said he got hit with a right hand or a, a oh yeah, right eye. He was seeing double vision for yeah, a second. That's right. I remember. Don't that. tell the commission. Don't, he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he he has good enough wrestling. He didn't have to get hit by Tony at all. Like he come, he could have come out, and when Tony threw, Blast Double put him on his back right then. Yep, and then have to avoid you know his submissions. Maybe he was looking to get a little sweaty first in case he he had to slide out of some stuff. But Tony's a good striker from the bottom. He yeah. elbows a lot from the bottom. You know he he can cut people's heads from the bottom, um, and and he did he did pretty well. Uh, Tony, I'm giving him credit. Yeah, he yeah, did pretty yeah. well in the first round. Um, his biggest mistake was. In the second round, he started to pressure Mike. Mike started to walk him down, and he started backing up. And he hadn't backed up the whole entire first mm, round. Okay. He was he was moving forward, moving forward, making Michael Chandler back up the whole time. He started backing up, and as he backed up for a second, he stopped. And the second he stopped, bam! I, it was an unorthodox kick, and I can't believe this is a kick that Chandler has in his arsenal as something that he's going to on a regular basis. So... It, the day before, when me and Lucas came in here, we worked that kick for half an hour. Really? Half an hour. Because Anderson Silva has yeah. knocked out people yeah. with it. Yeah. Loyota Machida has knocked out people with it. Randy Couture. Like, he's knocked out Randy Couture. Sure. Um, uh, Silva knocked out Vitor Belford and, and somebody else. I forget who. But they were knocking guys out with this kick. And uh, Luke has been throwing a lot of kicks. What is it about that kick that is unique that catches? I mean, it caught it caught Tony completely. Cold. It comes straight up the middle. It's, so, so when you have your hands up, if it's you're just slice. like this, yeah. and your hands are up here, here, yep. here, 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 it doesn't matter. As long what you're as your doing. elbow, if your elbow's not in, yep. which it shouldn't be, if you're, you know, yep. you can block with it, but okay. it just came straight up the middle. And Michael Chandler said it's not a kick that he, he typically works. Yep. But he saw the lane right up the middle and threw it, and that's a that's a gifted athlete. You know, did you, in, did you see Chandler's physique walking out? Oh my God, he's a dude. He looks phenomenal, he's a and he did a backflip, and then a backflip, and yeah. then a backflip, did yeah. three backflips. Yeah, and his his call out at the end was epic. Like his his entire speech from the second he said, uh, "How did he start it?" He said, "And Joe." <laughs> and from that point on, <laughs> you're like, "Oh, it went crazy." Yeah, and it was uh, it was amazing because. He's for sure going to have a job sitting cage side with a tie on after he's done fighting. Yeah. He didn't say, um, or, uh. No, no, no. It was. Like, it was straight like he was reading it. Yeah. But did he memorize it and still remember it after getting beaten like that? I, in the, like, getting getting hit in the yeah, head? Yeah, I'm thinking no. No, he's just, he's no. great on the mic, man. He was great on the mic after he beat, um, Dan Hooker. Hooker. As well. Same thing. Got on the mic. First time in the UFC, first time on the mic, and just killed it and did it again. You know, and, and he walked out the cage, walked out of the cage, giving himself three options yes. afterwards. And the biggest option paid off. Connor messaged or Connor tweeted, I'd love to fight you. Let's make it happen. You know? Okay. It so doesn't matter where Connor's at, it doesn't matter if he's lost 10. If he's still worth what he's worth, that's retirement yeah. money for Michael's kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so my my question then becomes: Is Connor big enough, and is that fight important enough that they get to they get to dictate that? Because dictate that. Because it's 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 Dana's it's Dana's league, right? But uh, how so does that work? E e even Connor's haters need to 
at least acknowledge the fact that he calls the shots. Okay. He, he picks where he fights, when he fights, and who? who he fights. And the reason that is because the UFC makes more money oh. in his fight oh. than the a rest couple of the cards. Year. Yeah, a couple I mean, cards. Maybe, like, you know what like, I mean? And, and, and uh, they're going to make sure that whatever that is happens. And so he gets pay-per-view points. Yep. Right? Chandler would get pay-per-view points. But the difference is from fighting on pick anybody's card as the main event and fighting on his main event anyone wants to fight on that card that gets pay-per-view points yeah not okay. just the guy who's fighting sure fighting connor it's everybody else because that that yeah everybody raises all the, boats all the pay-per-views right? they break records every yeah. time so if you're breaking records on your sales and you're getting two percent of that yeah three percent four percent whatever the percentage is connor's is i'm sure different than everyone's uh, that's why he walks out of the cage making, he said, somewhere between 16 and $20 million, you know, on a $500,000 purse. So now you look at Connor, you've seen what he's been doing. He's, he's gigantic right now. You look at the physique that Michael Chandler has. What weight class do they fight at? Well, that was the other cool part. So Chandler called out Oliveira. He yep. called out Gaethje. Yep. And then he said, and... It, and he looked over and, and said, Dana White, if you and Sean Shelby or Hunter Campbell yeah. have a lapse of whatever, lapse of judgment, and give this title fight to somebody else, Conor McGregor. At 170, Let's fight. Right? And at 170, because he knows Conor's at 170 right now, or yeah. wanting to fight at 170. He's heavier yeah. than that. But he, he called out Conor at 170. So he lined himself up with, with three different options. And let's say there's two guys right now that are – in line for the belt. Islam Makachev? Oh, we'll get there. Okay. I want to talk about that with the uh, after the, the last fight. Because okay. when we talk about Gaethje and Oliveira. Okay. So, okay. So there's a couple guys in line yeah. for the belt. If they don't give it to Michael Chandler so that he doesn't have to sit around and wait, yeah. he's saying, give me Connor at 170. Yeah. Chandler doesn't have to cut. You know, he'd probably have to cut five pounds. You yeah. Know, he can't be much bigger than 175. Yeah. Because he's short, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's ish, super short. Ish. Smaller. No, he's short. Yeah. Okay. Might be five. It might have him as five, six, but so I can find on five, out. eight, he's easy. No taller than five, six. Okay. It says five, seven. They're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say five, seven? Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> Let me see what it says. I just, I love that. If, if it says that, they're lying. Uh, Michael Chandler. Um, uh, <laughs> listen, but five eight. <laughs> yeah, he's not five eight. He's one hundred percent not five eight. Okay, but but regardless, he's shorter than the majority of those guys in that yeah. weight class. That was the same reason I cut from fifty or seventy down to fifty five. Okay, since I was five eight at one seventy. Yeah, and all those guys were six foot. You yeah. know, uh, so I went down there because I was starting to strike more. But the weight cut was so hard, I just went back to one seventy. It was tough, but um, anyway, at one seventy. He wouldn't have to cut much to fight Connor. He'd be very strong and uh, and probably in really good shape from not having to cut at all. And do you think the timing makes sense? He didn't take a lot of damage. He just got out of a fight. Does that timing match up where it looks like Connor might be ready? Or or so Dana Dana said Connor's not ready. He's still hurt. He's still coming back doing yeah. his thing, but he's not ready. So I don't know. Uh, and what. What the risk is, is Chandler goes to fight somebody else right. and loses and doesn't get that money fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it puts you in a weird spot, but you basically have had everyone in that division 
calling out Connor and even guys at 170, you know, because they want that they want, want that money. They want yeah. yeah. They want the bag. They want the money and he's looked like crap for the last four fights. You know, yeah. Uh, so, so outside of Cowboy, he's lost. Yeah, and and that was even hard to judge if it was Cowboy or, or him. You know, it's funny you say that because I, when I watched that fight, that was the first thing. It was a 40-second fight. It was a couple, you know, those shoulder strikes. And then he got him out with the head kick, and that was it, if I remember right. And I, I say he looked bad, but to be honest, he, he actually looked good in his last Poirier fight before he broke his leg. He, yeah. he, was, he was losing right. um, in that round. He looked great in the first round. Um, so it's hard to say, uh, or maybe it was coming back in that round. I forget, but but I remember looking better than I thought he had been looking. Okay. And then you know, bust his leg. But uh, 155, man, that is just the place to be it's right now. So gnarly. It's it is so, so great. It is such such a great division. It's so. I, there's but a you look say that, and think of the 45 pound division. Yeah. With with Max and Volkanovski. Yeah. Think of the 35 pound division with the weird champion sterling and, oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and, and, and uh, uh peter young yeah peter I mean, young. that they're they're deep and and then uh in bellator the the same three weight classes yeah. are there three weight there really are three deep. deep weight classes yeah there's a lot of guys from 55 to 35 that are just savages right now and and so it's you know 55 though in the ufc is that's a it's tough at, tough man. division right it's now it's at. Let's transition to um, probably the hardest fight that I've watched in a long time. Um, Rose and Carla, I, I, I texted you beforehand, and I just put in big capital letters, what happened? This is where I lost my second 100 bucks. <laughs> um, and it's where I lost my the fight I called because uh, I thought Rose would win. So I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to go ahead and shoot myself in the foot here because I said I want to have her and, and Pat Barry on on the podcast at some point. Yeah. Pat Barry and Trevor Whitman lost that fight for her. They okay. They heard the entire crowd, and Trevor Whitman is a phenomenal coach. He's the guy that they go to in between rounds yeah. as an analyst. Yeah. You know, for, for uh, tell us what's going on and whatever. Do you hear the booze? You hear the booze? That means the plan's working. Like, what plan is that? He said that to her in between rounds. You hear the booze? That means the plan's working. What plan is working? So your plan was to go five rounds? And, like, first of all, you should have five rounds in your back pocket in case you need to go five rounds. Okay. Your plan should not be to fight five rounds. Yeah. Like, go out there and try to finish your fight. Yeah, that's right. I believe that Rose is better on the ground. I believe that Rose is better on the feet. Carla's the better wrestler. Now, Carla ended up landing punches because Rose was so afraid of the takedown. I feel like she should have let her take, not let her. Had she got taken down the first round, yeah. I think she should have spent the first round trying to submit her okay. while they're dry. I think okay. she could have. And she's good enough to. Okay. But she kept getting back up, getting back up, getting back up. Or, or the, I say that however many times it happened. I think there were, there were three total... Two. She only took her down. According to the stats, she only took and her down Rose twice. And then she took her down and then once Rose the her, So they were on the ground three times. Right. And and so I think she should have spent the first round trying to submit her. And if she didn't, you got four rounds left Yeah. to go back to, to whatever your game plan is. Okay. But instead, 
She threw away round after round after round because she was so worried about the takedown that she wouldn't pull the trigger on the hands. And then Carla was so worried about the hands that she didn't go for the takedowns, you know? Yeah. And she stayed outside and, and- Big stalemate with yeah, the dance around the Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Go back to, I don't remember what, UFC 8, 10, Ultimate Ultimate, Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock fought each other. Okay. And it was one 30-minute round, and that's what they did. Worse. Probably worse. But yeah. for half an hour. You know what I mean? And, and so Rose once talked about before she or after she lost her belt that she let being the champion get to her, let the stress get to her, let whatever. I don't know if that's what happened again. And they people start to not want to lose, so they fight to, to not lose to not rather lose. than to win. Yes, and and I, I never had that, you know, like Rose Carla choked her the first time they fought. Yep. She is not the same person. She had three fights and Carla had twelve, I think. And she's not the same person as that. Yep. So I don't know if that was in her head, but like me and Pat Milicic had a draw, but he had there been judges, I probably lost. I wanted to fight him again, and I went after him. I went after him, went after him, went after him. Yep. And then I wanted to fight him again, and went after him, went after him, went after him. I didn't care because I wanted to win so bad. I wanted to beat that guy so bad. I, I think I think you were talking, it was uh, the Todd Medina podcast, that if Pat Militich offered you a fight today, yeah, you'd be like, let's go. And I love him. He's a great <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? He's a stud. Yeah. But And not even because Pat would be a great win on my record because Pat was the champion. Yeah. Just because... Pat, he was my hardest fight as far as would just take you out of your game and force you to fight his game, and he was great at it. I was a blue belt in jiu-jitsu at the time. Okay. Um, clearly, I was, you know, I had a guillotine and, and a, a couple other things, and that was it. And uh, I'm just, I'm so much better, sure. you know, at, at wrestling sure. and at jiu-jitsu that I just feel like, and at striking, that I just feel like, Obviously, he is too, but I just feel like that it'd be, it'd different be a now. different fight. Yeah, much, much different now. Different fight. Total strikes. This was something that was interesting. Uh, 38 total strikes for Rose. Um, 37. I'm sorry, 30 for Carla. So Rose did outstrike her. Over a five Over round five fight. rounds. At the end of one round, six. I think. It, six me, strikes, I think, it landed yeah, after the first I, round. Was, six or nine. Yeah, it was. And that's between two people. I, I think I can actually put total strikes. Um, four. <laughs> Were there any? <laughs> yeah. Um, total strikes four and four. Eight. You were right. Okay, there so were eight. there were eight total strikes. And, and that is counting anything that landed. You know, whether it touched, whether it uh, yeah. a kick, a teep, or whatever. Yep. Um, Oh, they, they called total and significant the same. It was four and four. So, yeah. yeah. And so I just feel like neither one of them wanted to do anything. Carla can be happy that she's the champion. I wouldn't be happy about how I became the champion. Well, she can. her wedding pictures aren't going to look too bad. Yeah, so that's cool. I guess. Um, Rose at the post-fight presser still thought she won the fight. But I don't know how you can think you won. I don't know how either could think they won the fight. Like, you couldn't go into that fifth round thinking, I got, I got this. this. I got this wrapped. Uh, so there's at least the philosophy that you could go into of, I'm the champ, and they have to they have to take the belt from me. And I, I and I get I get you don't go into that that round, but I can at least academically say she didn't do enough to take the belt from me. And I I can kind of get there with that, 
So G- that's a that's a that whole phrase is BS. And okay. Everyone, everyone uses it. Okay. But it doesn't really matter because whatever happens round by round, yeah, is what happens. Yeah. So if if Carla won three rounds, she won three rounds, and and Rose won two rounds. Yeah. She took it from the champion. Yep. That's just that's the way Fair it enough. is. Whether it was razor thin or not, if that's the way it went. You don't have to knock out the champion to beat him. You just have to beat him per round. Yep. You have to beat him in more rounds than they beat you. And I, so everyone says that a lot. You know, they always have, but it really is not a thing because as long as you win the rounds by it's by, by one point by math, yeah. yeah it, whether it's whether it's uh, what at ten nine and ten nine and ten nine, there's no way that she can beat you now. Yeah, unless she finishes you or gives a ten eight round, so she can at least get a draw. And now that I, I, I have to correct myself earlier, I was thinking that it was Rose that won that 30-27. That couldn't have been it because it was a five-round fight, so that couldn't have been the scoring. Oh, so I don't remember what true. it was, that's but true. I wanted to correct that because as I was going back, I'm like, oh, wait, that, that math doesn't add up. Um, it could have been on the Shogun fight. So how do you – I mean, what the heck is next for Rose? T- it, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Did you, you didn't watch the undercard. The second fight of the night yeah. was Lupi Godinez. I almost Godinez. watched that fight. Man, she is a phenomenal wrestler. Okay. And I didn't know it because she's got good striking also, but she wrestled so much that I made Lucas sit down with me today and watch that fight again just because of the things that she used and the, and the um, level of her wrestling. And then during her, during her fight, the commentators were talking about her sisters both wrestle, and they were in Mexico wrestling at the Pan Am Games, and one of them beat Jakar Winchester, who is one of our world team members, uh, a phenomenal wrestler from the United States, and one of her sisters beat her that day also. Wow. And this girl was hitting slybys, double legs, blast doubles, picking her up, dumping her. She was sitting in the corner on the ground, like doing all the right things and beating her up along the way. Um, she would She rocked her on the feet, and we go right to a blast double and put her on her butt. And uh, she's only only coming off of two wins in a row now. I don't know what her fights look like that she lost, but I, I'm willing to bet she wasn't wrestling. And if she was, you know, uh, she would have won the fights. Like, she, Carla, I always said was Carla was the best wrestler in the division. Yeah. Besides Tatiana Suarez, who was no longer fighting. <clears throat> I would love to see this girl wrestle Carla. Or, mm. or fight Carla, mm. but take her down repeatedly. I, I'm assuming she's too far down. She's a couple of fights away from that. Yeah, I'm she's got to be. She was second fight of the night, so I'd imagine. But everyone, even Joe, Joe Rogan was talking to her after saying, this is a fight that jumps you huge just by the performance. Like it puts yeah. you right in the line with, you know, give me, give me people that are ranked okay. right off the bat. Okay. And, and uh, I, I'd like to see it. I was super impressed by her. And the girl she fought. Yeah. It was a little bit bigger than me. <laughs> it was a 115 weight class, and she was – Loopy's really fit, muscular yeah. in shape. Yeah. This girl was, was like just huge. She looked like a big 25-er, and she was a 15. And, I mean, her she arms like – man arms. Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah. She was just super jacked. I was, when I looked at it, I was like, God, this is going to be tough. <laughs> handled her. Nothing. No, man handled her. Well, I was – Woman handled her. I, I was – I was, <laughs> I was so disappointed for for Rose. I 
I just I, was I hope too. I was. I yeah. hope she bounces back. I hope, and to me, this is almost like one of those, one of those lessons. Like, don't go into something afraid because she just looked afraid. She she was not fighting a rose fight to me. It, 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 we talked about the people that Trevor Whitman coaches. Yeah, he coaches Kamara Usman. Yeah, Keiichi, and her. Yeah, those are three. Those are his three proteges, little the you know stars, and they're all great fighters, but. Like, I just, I don't understand the coaching in between rounds. Yeah. Like, going into the fifth round, Rose, you are losing. You need to try and do something this round. You need to try and knock her out this round. You're down. I, wouldn't you even be saying that in the beginning of four? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean right? Like, I'd have been saying that. I would at least, I'd have told her after one, hey, who knows what the judges saw in that round. After two, I'd have been like, hey, we could be down two rounds right now. We've got to win the next three rounds. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was zero of that. Zero urgency. Zero telling her that she could be down a round. She could be... Like, it was It was super strange to me. And I don't know if she's sensitive. And so they couldn't... I, I don't know. But, but someone's got to be stern with you at some point and tell you. And uh, I think they're going to go back and look at that. And I'm sure they took plenty of criticism because that's what everyone was saying as well. Um, but I just... I, I hope... She's able to come back from it, but I also hope she she changes uh, or starts believing in herself, man. She's she's she was better than that, and she was. I think she's better on the ground. This is what it is. This is what it is. Last fight, um, holy cow! So I, I kind of want to talk about this one a little bit, and you alluded to it a little bit when you were talking about the food poisoning for Cowboy. Friday night, we find out that he didn't that he missed weight. First question I have for you is: Oliveira had an hour to cut a half a pound. Yeah, I, I've never cut before. I don't know what that's like. I don't want to put myself in those shoes. It feels like that would have been enough time to cut a half pound. Am I am I reaching there? No, uh, it's not even the fact that he didn't cut half a pound. Apparently, he didn't cut an ounce. Yeah, like, he came out the off. same. Like yeah. yeah. So the only thing I can – there are two things that happened. One, something was fishy with the scale, and okay. everyone said that there was. I, well, I heard everyone, that. Everyone, except for Gaethje. Yeah, I heard know, that. Of course. But um, the only other thing I can think of was he got under and started sipping to get up, and then once he was there and he was over on that scale, he started trying to cut. Well, once you start to give your body water back after you've been depleting it, it's like, nah, -uh, I'm keeping it. And so then it's really, really hard to cut. Okay. I don't know that he did that, but I'm just trying to, I'm trying to play with, you know, reasons why nothing would have come off. Yeah. Um, but even if the scale was off, let's say he, he gets on, he's 155.5. It should at least stayed where it was, right? When he goes back to whatever scale he was on and it says, okay, I says one, I'm 155 flat, that means I need to get down to 154.5. I have to cut a half a pound. I don't care what that scale says. Right. I need to drop a half a pound. Right. Regardless, and then I'll get back on there. Or, you know, three quarters of a pound just to make sure you're under. Right. So I, I know that there could be bad juju with the scale but it still feels like that math is easy to do yeah uh it's yeah it's it's strange I, it's a weird thing that that no weight came off if he tried 
and I'm I'm sure he tried because he wasn't. He lost his strap. Yeah, he's, that, he's the title holder. Yeah, he's not gonna give up the belt. Um, Did that affect his purse? No. Okay. No, and and they still gave him the pay-per-view points. Dana talked about that in the post-match press conference. But he also then they said, well, will he get him for his next fight? And he said, I'm not sure about that. That's a good question. But he didn't know the answer to that. Okay. Um, and then they said, are you really going to take the belt from him? You know, he he he's your champion. He performed. He goes, there's rules. He didn't make weight on the rules. He said, I'm sure everyone sitting here and everywhere else in the world knows that he's the guy. But he couldn't call him the champion. So... A lot of a lot of people were really barking at the fact that he lost the belt over half a pound. Yeah, well, um, that that's is, the way it goes. Like, it, he could have lost a pound, the belt over point one. Is it is it that? I mean, is it that black and white? And there's no questions asked. It is what it is. Hundred percent. Okay. Every other weight class or every other fight, you get a built-in one-pound allowance. Okay. So like Lucas weighs in at forty-six when it's a one forty-five pound weight class. Okay. But if it's for the belt, okay, it's got to be the. I, the real weight, the okay. legal weight, flat. I wondered about that not because Chandler and um, Ferguson, one, I think it was 56. Ferguson was was one fifty five and a half, and and so I was like, well, wait, what? Yeah. But it's because of yeah, the, it's title fight has to be flat. Got it. And, okay. And uh, any other fight gets a built in one pound allowance. Okay. So the other question that I thought about, and I've been I've been excited to ask you this, is he misses weight, he walks out of the presser. And that's at what, like, like four o'clock on Friday or something like that. He's got in the neighborhood of of eighteen, no, twenty four. It's got in the neighborhood of about thirty hours before he steps inside the octagon. What is the schedule like of a fighter during that time? And the second part of that is, is how does somebody like him not lose focus and not get in your own head during that time enough to lose? Do you, I, I'm curious of the schedule and and and. How do you not lose focus? Because, because he lost the belt? Yeah. Because in reality, it's not about the belt. He still okay. has a fight. One of the toughest guys in the weight class. Okay. Fair enough. The next night, that's going to keep your focus focused for one. Um, the belt, it, it sucks, but he also knows that if he wins the fight, he's the number one contender for the belt again. Correct. Um, and, and if he believed that he was going to beat him in the first place, you know, then he wasn't worried about losing the belt in the first place. Okay. Right? Um, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm speaking for me. I'm not speaking for Charles. I don't know what, what he actually believed, but I'm sure it didn't mess with him that bad. It may have pissed him off a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I know he was complaining about the scale. There was another girl that missed by .5, and then, and then a bunch of people said that they were under on the gym scale and they were flat on the regular scale by half a pound. You know, so... It, uh, it it was clearly a problem when when Lucas fought uh, two fights ago. We were we were at the weigh in. We were weighing in in the back, and he was. I want to say he's point three under on our scale. Okay. So we were good. So it was like one fifty or one forty five point seven, and. Once we walked out and got on the official scale, it was official. So fortunately, Bellator had seen us get on this scale numerous times because it was the fight after the one he missed. So he made weight the day before. Okay. And then just kind of ate and sipped on stuff for the next 24 hours. So he actually had some food in him and was still kept, step, 
kept peeing, so he kept staying on weight. <clears throat> Goes and steps on the official scale. 146.3 or 4. And he okay. says, ah, you know, and they wouldn't let me come over there. And it, it was unfortunate because uh, whatever. But he then says, I'm on on the other scale. And they said, that's the official, that's the official weight. And fortunately, so I went over there to complain. And this is the camp that Lucas got sick in. And we went to the hospital. He had rhabdo, like, um, like went to the hospital. They put IVs in him and he gained 10 pounds two weeks out. Oh, my gosh. So I messaged Bellator and I said, hey, we may not make weight. So can you ask if we can have a built-in five-pound allowance? So they built in a five-pound allowance. We then, one week in to that two weeks, he was already down and going to make it. So I messaged him and said, hey, we're good to go. let's go ahead and take it off. We're, we're good to go. Tell Matt thanks for accepting. Yeah. So building in that allowance – make sure that they don't take 20% from us because the net, the new contracted weight would have been 150. Okay. And so he gets off the scale and he comes to me and he says, hey, you know, whatever. And I put him back on the scale and they see it and they said, doesn't matter, there's a built-in allowance. And I said, no, I asked for it to be taken off. And I said, oh, it's still on there. So I was mad that it didn't get taken off. Yep. I was mad that the weight was over and they wouldn't let him reweigh. Yep. Diego Lima... Diego Lima, Douglas Lima, I forget which one fights in Bellator, was, was getting out of the sauna to go get on the scale. He was fighting for the belt. And I said, hey. He goes, what's the deal? And I told him, the scale over there is heavier than this scale by, I want to say, 0.6. And he said, oh. And I said, well, can I check? And they'll let me come back. I said, no. As soon as he stepped on it, they said it was official. They wouldn't let him. So he got back in the sauna and zipped it up and sat back in the sauna <laughs> for another 20, 30 minutes to make sure he was under and, and it's just, I don't understand the reasoning for not being allowed to check the official scale all week. You know, we check on other scales all week, but they're yeah. never the same as the official scale. If anything, those scales should be heavier Yeah. so that you're under when you get on the, re the real yeah, scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't do it, and, and I don't know why, but uh, it causes a lot of weight problems. And so, uh, do I think it messes them? I don't think so. What's that 24 hours look like between the fight? What, oh. what, what's the fighter do there? <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. No, no, that was, that was, it was good stuff, though. So for us, we will uh, go eat breakfast, you know, usually get some pancakes, okay. get some carbs in his body, um, start hydrating right away, start hydrating. And then um, from that point, we'll let that food settle because he's most likely going to feel bloated and sick for about an hour. We will do a, a small workout. We'll, we'll go to the gym, and uh, once he starts to feel better, you know, after eating, you know, and, and feeling better, a few hours. Well, actually, so after the official weigh-in, that's usually at 8 a.m. for us. I think for the UFC, it's 9 a.m. 8 a.m. day of? Yeah, no, day of, the, the weigh-in, the, the official weigh-in. Got it. It's at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., I think, for the UFC. Oh. Two hours, maybe three hours later is the weigh-in that you see. Where they get on the scale, sometimes they don't even take their pants off. Oh yeah, off. yeah, that's the that's the, that's the mock ceremonial way in. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a couple hours later. We're usually sixteen pounds heavier by that point. That is nuts. <clears throat> um, so that's by eating and everything. We don't work out before that. We we get all you know, everything situated. Then when that's over, we'll go work out. Okay. And hit mitts, grapple, do some stuff. You know, get a workout in, get a sweat going, um, see if you can get him sweating because he's been dehydrated for the last twenty four hours. Okay. Um, 
then we will uh, rest, eat, watch a movie. You know, we'll hang out, watch a movie. And then uh, for us, we eat spaghetti meatballs the night before every fight. Since these amateur days, we've spaghetti meatballs. That's awesome. Um, we find a place, you know, to have them. And, and now that we're going back to Mohegan Sun on the next one, we, there's a great restaurant inside that serves great spaghetti meatballs. Um, so we'll eat that and then go back. And, and again, just constantly keep hydrating. Mm-hmm. You want to you get excited when you have your first pee, you know, after you haven't in the last almost 36 hours, you know, yeah. uh, um, that you've been cutting, um, you, you, then you know that you're, you're, you're pretty, you're starting to be hydrated, you know, okay. then you'll start circulating and, okay. and you drink Pedialyte, you know, for electrolytes, yep. not just water yep. and you'll kind of mix it and mix it and mix it and then kind of drift off into just water. And, uh, <clears throat> at that point, you know, uh, for him, it's time for us to, to keep checking the scale and scale back his food a little bit because he puts on 20 real fast and we'll end up at the 25, 26 range. And I, I prefer 20, okay. you know, keep him at 20. He's still fast. He's still quick. He's not bloated at all. Right. Um, once you get over that, you know, everyone's different. He starts to feel sluggish. Um, I think when I fought at 70, I'd get back in the cage about 87, 88. Um, and and uh, when I was 55, I would get back in there around 76, 77, you know. Um, but there are guys like Joe Stevenson who would put on 30 pounds, you know, by fight night. He he, Lucas is someone that could easily put on 30 pounds, you know. He gets a 25, and I'm like, whoa, 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 you know, relax a little bit. Let's let's you know, drink. So you're you're right. recycling that, but right. get rid of the food for a little bit. And so. Um, for those guys, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what everyone else does. I, 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 uh, we keep him, we have, we've got a routine down, you know, and we stick to it every single time. We do the exact same thing every single time. Um, he eats these cram, um, sandwiches that are, that are like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but they're sealed like an uncrustable, but it's healthy peanut butter, healthy jelly, healthy bread. Cool. And, uh, it's called cram, K-R-A-M. Um, we, we, those you know, randomly he'll eat a couple protein bars, um, and just start to, you know, is it, is it a drain? Is that day a drag the day of the fight or does it go by pretty quick? The day of the fight Day of the fight. So we're now, now we're on the next day. This is after spaghetti meatballs day of the fight, wake up, um, also try and get pancakes. Um, and then it does, it does get long until it's about three hours before it's time to go and, and all of a sudden it's like oh shit up. we gotta go yeah and so uh it and and i'm being being as ocd as i am i i get the banner and i lean it against the door you know so don't forget the banner yeah i sure. get the bucket put it by the door i double check everything in the bucket five times you know i pack my bag i pack his gloves i pack all that stuff set it by the door i just kind of get everything ready and then i'll go through and make sure i've got everything again i'll go through everything we have you know i'll spend a that that'll be kind of an off and on thing for about an hour hour and a half i get that just to make sure that we don't get to the arena and not have everything that we need um uh one one i guess i'll go out on a limb and, and give this secret out to everybody for my whole career I would take a half a starburst and bite it in half and put a quarter piece of the starburst in each side of my mouthpiece and then bite into it. And it keeps my mouth salivating through the whole fight so I don't get cotton mouth. So while we're still at the, at the hotel, 
I'll take the starburst, break it in half, put it in his mouthpiece and squish it in. Yeah. And, and so that it's, that's there in case the commission wants to not say something, you know, it's, it's smashed into it. So it looks like it's part of the mouthpiece. And, uh, that's a trick that that I used. I've literally ran the streets of Japan looking for Starburst because we forgot to bring them <laughs> with us, and and found them. But um, it, it just everyone's got their own thing. Like he's yeah. had his same weigh-in underwear since his first amateur fight. That's cool, you know. And we thought we lost him one time, and I went wild on the internet trying to find another pair. Couldn't find him, and he finally found him. Now every time they come off, they go in the bag, and then we get home, they go in his safe, and they don't go out of the safe until the next weigh-in. Wow. And and so. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of guys that have superstitions and things like that yeah. or, or, you know, just routine things. things that they that, do. Yeah. And that's something that we, you know, we've uh, always done. And, and so for these guys, you know, everyone's probably got a different fight day or day of weigh-in thing, but that's kind of our, that's our cool. thing. Well, for Oliveira, whatever he did, it worked. Uh, when he got in there, uh, Gaethje was throwing. I think he sat him twice in the first round. Yeah. Um, he sat, well, it ended in the first round, but Gaethje sat him twice, if I remember right. He did. the sec, Maybe both, but the second one for sure didn't have to sit him, but Oliveira was smart and sat Yeah. and, and kind of said, come down. Gaethje said no. He got his cobwebs out and then got up and was fine. He, he milked it a little bit because – you know that Gaethje's not going to jump down in his guard. Yeah. You know, that's the most dangerous place to be in the 170-pound division or 155-pound division. So uh, he he knew that if he did that, he'd get a couple seconds, and he did. Okay. And then he got up, and he was fine. The first one first one could have been a sit-down. The, the second one, I think he got rocked a little bit and just sat down. Okay. That's what it looked like to me. Um, Gaethje, and I don't, I don't want to talk badly about him. He is, he's a high-level wrestler, doesn't wrestle. And he is a heavy, heavy hitter. But he fell down himself when he missed a punch. I, it, was a, it was a left hook that he, he just... He throws so wild yeah. that he gets out of position yeah. and gets blasted. Yeah. And he got blasted. You know, he got hit numerous times also. Is that how they, how they get to the ground? He got knocked down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's just a he fights for the crowd and that's why they call him the human highlight reel and the crowd loves him but at the same time just like michael chandler said before this fight he's been a fan favorite now in the ufc but he's not winning fights so he needs to change up the game plan and win yeah. fights yeah and gaethje's in that position now you know he he's losing or winning either way but he's fighting for the crowd instead of fighting for wins yeah and and yes he's trying to knock you out but he's doing it in like reckless the, yeah reckless fashion and bro go out there and punch somebody take him down beat him up yeah you know if your ground's not good work on it get better you know he's been he's been renaked choked a few times now um he got mounted triangled by khabib if you get mounted triangled by khabib you don't you need to work on your ground game you know what i mean like well, and, and that's not taking anything away from khabib but that's a hard submission to hit in an MMA fight yeah. at a high level, especially when you're you're a guy like Khabib who's a top player, grinder, you know, uh, ground and pound, rear naked choke guy. He's not a jiu-jitsu guy where he's slapping triangles on people. Right. He slapped it on top and then pulled to the, to his back to finish it. That's why when I watched that fight, I thought it was fake. I, I literally sat there and I was like, is that even real? Like, first of all, 
that looked like any one of my blue belt students could have done that to Gaethje. Right. And and is Khabib really going to fall to his back to finish that? It's just not his style. Um, so it was really weird. I watched. I was like, I had to watch it, rewatch it a few times. But yeah, he needs to work on his ground game. And uh, and he needs to use his wrestling. There's so many wrestlers that get out of the, they fall in love with their power and get out of the the game of wrestling, and they wouldn't be near as good as they are if it wasn't for their wrestling. So why not use it? I think they had almost as many uh, strikes in their single round as uh, the last fight did the all five rounds. It was it was pretty close. I'm sure it was. Um, and they landed. Did did Oliveira's hands surprise you, or do people just oh? I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say overlook that. He's got great hands, but when you think of Oliveira, the first thing people say is his ground game, right? But it seems like that is a le- leveling out more, and people oh. are talking more and more about his hands. So, for an example, people think Tony Ferguson's looked bad recently, but if you if you go back, so let's say he looked good against Chandler, right, yep. in the first round. Go back to his fight against Oliveira. Oliveira made him look bad on the feet. I don't think Ferguson was bad on the feet. I think Oliveira made him it's, look bad on the feet. So everyone's like, oh, Ferguson's he's over the hill now. He's not looking good. I don't think he's not looking good. I think Oliveira's a stud, and and he looks great everywhere. His wrestling is good. Yep. His jiu-jitsu is good. His striking is good. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a problem <laughs> for sure. <laughs> You you tease this a little bit, and I kind of I cut you off because I wanted to save it for now. Oliveira's the number one contender, and we if you look at Oliveira's last fights, he's gone through Michael Chandler, he's gone through Dustin Poirier, and then he went through Gaethje. I don't think either of them, uh, Gaethje and and Poirier before this were tied. Uh, Oliveira's a champ. Gaethje and Poirier were tied as the number one, and then it goes to number three, and I'll pull these up for a little bit. How do you see that? So Poirier hasn't fought since then, right? Correct. So he doesn't get a shot. Yep. He, he needs to fight somebody and win. Um, okay. He told me in person that he wanted just big fights. He wanted, you know, he wanted uh, meaningful fights. He wanted to fight Connor. He wanted to fight, you know, he wanted to fight at 170 and whatnot. So I don't know that he's really – uh, itching to fight for the belt anyway, but he's not in line for the belt just because he hasn't fought since that loss. Okay. Um, two guys who are fighting coming up, Islam Makhachev and Benil Darush. Yep. Those guys, the winner of that, should be in line for the title. The only other person out of those guys that could get a title fight would be Chandler only because he's coming off a win. Gaethje can't because he just got beat. Yep. Right. So he needs to go back and win one. Poirier is coming off a loss, so he can't do it. Right. And to that guy. Yeah. To the same guy he wants to fight. Right. He yep. lost to Oliveira. So there's such a, a a small group of elite dudes at the top of that weight right there that like who's outside of the top? Well, I was just looking. So so you you already talked about Makachev and Dariush at three and four respectively. Five is Chandler. Number six is RDA. Who, 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 where was Tony on this? Tony's seven. And then you got so Gillespie before and, this and fight? Connor before this fight. Yeah, they haven't redone the okay. ratings yet. So who's who's in front of Chandler? 
Dariush or Dariush okay, and then so Makachev. Chandler probably won't move coming off of that win since Tony was behind him. Yep. And those two are about to fight. Um, you know when their fight is? I don't. I, I'll try and look at they it. They're fighting, mm -hmm. right? Benil Darush and, and, and uh That sounds Islam familiar, Makachev. but I, I, I can I was try, told that they were. I thought I thought I can try and see what, what's upcoming and see if I can find it real quick. You want to stall? I'll, I'll see if I can't find Someone it. Someone else was saying, "Don't make that fight," and Islam deserves a title fight now. Um, I don't know what his what his record in the UFC is, how many wins he has in the UFC. I'll, I'll look that up. I but I didn't see it. If it wasn't uh, a main, so it might not have been announced yet. I might have just been talking about it. But but one of those two guys, um, Benil, has he fought since he beat? Ferguson, no, that was his last fight. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I think one of those guys are coming off of a longer win streak than than Chandler is. Um, I think Chandler gets his fight if if Connor is available. If it's not, then he waits. But I would wait because they will give him. So let's say this: what might happen? Islam, Darush fight. The winner gets uh, Oliver, Oliver, and the loser might get Michael Chandler. You know, the loser mm. might get Michael Chandler, maybe. Um, and no then one the else winner of Chandler and the loser we'll get, we'll goes get back up shot, for the yeah. next the yeah. next shot at it. And I don't know that that happens. You know, it depends what happens with Gaethje or Poirier in the meantime when those fights are taking place. Yeah, but th th those are fights that they get all fight each other. A million times, and they're going to be great fights. Wait, where do you see Dosanos in this at all? Yeah, do you I mean, see him at, at play? He's had the belt already, right? Like, he's been yeah. there. Um, who, I don't know who he fought last or who. who it's uh, been a while since he's fought, I th thought. But let me see if I can find that up as well. He, he, I don't think it was actually been that long. He fought. Um, let me see if I can look it up really quick here. I don't know if it'll, if it'll pull up. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see because I know a lot of people are talking about about him rising up and, and what he could do in there. And, RDA? Yeah. Yeah, he's old, too, though. Like, he's getting older. Yeah. He's already had the belt, yeah. um, lost the belt, and then started coming back again. Um, great fighter, but I, I don't know. We'll have to go back. The page isn't loading up on okay. here, so I don't Yeah, I don't wanna... I, I'm not sure, but, again, that's why we talked about how deep the 55 division is there right. because, you know, I don't even know who's after him, but it's probably, I think you mentioned Gregor Gillespie, who's Gillespie. a stud. Yes. He's a really good wrestler. Yep. Um, and, and throws hard and yeah, I don't know. And then after that's Connor, that, that's, that's your top nine right there. So, and that's the one guy that can jump from nine to one if he wants to, if he wants to, cause he's going to get paid. Yeah. Um, Everyone else is going to get paid. That's the, that's why. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't be if it was just him getting paid, but it but the UFC gets paid also. Overall, when I when I finished watching the fights, um, man, the finish and I, one before before I wrap up, one other thing that I thought was interesting was um, you talked a little bit about it how when Gaethje dropped Oliveira, the two times he sat down, he wasn't jumping on him. And I noticed throughout a lot of fights, when, when somebody drops, usually it's like a bomb for the hammerfish. You're just trying to get after him. And Oliveira was so calculated that when he dropped Gaethje, 
he went right to the jujitsu. Oh yeah, I mean, he went right into jujitsu and took his back and he had him. He had boy, that inverted that reverse triangle. Yeah, that yeah, looked uncomfortable, man. Yeah, it was tight. I could tell it. Was, you could tell that there was space. Yep. Um, and that he may get out if he exploded. And he was able to just reach up and get his arm out and kind of unlock the legs, and that's yeah. how Gaethje got out of that. But but. Oliver was on the bottom basically when that was happening, and as Oliver, or as Gaethje started to get out, he quickly dragged and got right behind him and yep. was instantly on the neck. Yeah, like he didn't he didn't play at all. He was instantly on the neck I, and going for the choke. I when we watched it, I don't know if you if you saw the the replay. Gaethje's entire chest was white underneath where everything else was bright bright red, and there was no blood all around where that was sunk in. <laughs> it, it, if you go back and look, I mean, it's bright white. Wow. It was. He had that in deep. It was. I'll look at that. That's and I, were you surprised that Gaethje tapped? No. I mean, you hear tap or nap, right? No, and yeah, I, mean, I don't know if that's a real thing or not. But I mean, what's the point of going to sleep? To be honest, you know, if you if your if your air is gone, you're not getting out. Yeah. It doesn't prove anything to anybody except for the freaking armchair warriors that yeah. I wouldn't tap. BS. <laughs> you know, people talk trash about Connor for tapping to to Khabib. You know, but. They didn't talk trash about Gaethje tapping to Khabib, yeah. you know? Like, people tap when they get choked. I, well... What? Gaethje, Gaethje was out. Oh, did he go to sleep? Yeah. He didn't tap? I think he did. I'm pretty sure the ref didn't see okay. it. And by the time Khabib let go, was Gaethje out. was drooling. Yeah. Like, it was, he was done. I mean, you're, m most, most likely you're going to tap. There's okay. no reason not to tap and uh, waste the brain cells. If you're not getting out, you're not getting out. Um... You know, it's not it's not healthy yeah. to get choked out. And if I remember right, and I could be wrong, but when when Connor got tapped by Khabib, that what that was a neck crank. That was a crank. Yeah, it was a it was an in between the two. That, that looked like that was more this this hurts it rather than I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking back on this, I was excited. I was really bummed. Um, USC two seventy four. I think I just look back on it. I'm just I'm kind of confused by the whole night. Um, Two amazing moments, yeah. And then the rest was really just kind of, kind of a lackluster. You lackluster, yeah. Two terrible fights, two great fights, and then one fight that didn't happen. It didn't happen. So, you, and you, that's a bummer. You know what happens to fight cards, and that's the matchmaker's nightmare. Yeah. You know, um, and, and there's nothing, there's nothing that the UFC can do about it. You know, it none, of the, none of the things that happened was their fault. I mean, we talked about being one of this the most exciting cards maybe in a couple of years. Yeah. And now looking back in the rear view mirror, there was a couple of fights that were most exciting in a couple of years, but not, not fight card. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else for you, sir? No, I would like to ask anybody to stop rock starring me and come on this podcast. I've had my friends, my, my friends that I've known forever, stand me up on this thing yep. and it's disappointing because i've been on a million podcasts and i would never i would never be too big of a star to be on someone's podcast so i'm waiting for the one person to not do that to me and come on the show so we can start getting people regularly you know to be on but um it's not that much of a hassle so hopefully i can get a couple we make, of people it, we make it easy super we make it easy. Real easy super easy all right now take all. care of you. all right It's all over, just like that.